0: I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The and a afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Kim Meyer, host of Choose to Rise. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Everyone it's no filter Friday on public house media. Hopefully you can hear me. Okay. Um, because I'm using a different microphone this evening So I'm sitting here In a robe with no face and a big giant thing of tea um, Because we have to talk about James Franco again, so I figured you know Might as well do the same thing we did last time because he's doing the same thing he did last time, too, so Let's just keep that rocking, shall we? Oh, gosh, I need, you know, I really do try to survive just on all the other lip that people give me, but sometimes I have to, sometimes I have to reach for a Clinique chubby stick to get the job done, and that shouldn't have to be the case, but it is. So, oh my gosh, my flashlight on my phone will not turn off. It's like, oh, look at that nice lens flare that it gives off, though. Ah, 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 lens flare, lens flare, living for lens flare, living for it. Okay, let's turn that flashlight off or try again. Ooh, look at went off. Okay, great. Post. Okay, in the meantime, I'm gonna post, 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 post. Okay. Any huzzles? Um, I see that there's people in here, so please let me know if it sounds okay. No, 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 no laptop, no banging those things. Okay my laptop has a terrible habit of sending me notifications for every little thing and I can't stand it. Any huzzles? So, up until this James Franco thing yesterday, the hottest of hot tea was that R. Kelly was denied bail. And you're like, yeah, of course he was denied bail. Totes. Which is exactly what I said. And then I found out why he was denied bail. He had his attorney make the argument that he should be out on bail because only seeing one girlfriend at a time in jail for visiting hours was really hard on his health. Seriously? You're being prodded up on charges from multiple women because you have this fetish for abusing multiple women and that was the legal argument that you chose to make to try to get yourself out on bond? I understand that he's like illiterate or whatever but the stupid it burns oh my lord how is that even like literally you could have picked anything you could have picked anything in this world be like you know what I'm sleep deprived I, you know, at least Jeffrey Epstein made some, made some concessions in the way that he would be put on house arrest, you know? You could at least have given some Harvey Weinstein guarantees, like, oh, stay in my house in Connecticut, and I'll wear the ankle brace, and I'll do all that, but his legal argument was that it's really hard on his health, that he can only have one conjugal visit at a time with one girlfriend. So hard on him. Oh, that poor thing. So needless to say, he is, um, the judge determined that he's a flight risk because he did say over and over and over again that he can believe he can fly. So clearly that's not going to fly with the judge. So he's legally deemed a flight risk. So he will be staying in jail until at least, at least bare minimum, his trial date, which is in May of 2020. So he's got another six months in lockup. Um, having backyard parties with all of his cellmates, basically, um, and he'll just be staying there, continuing to cry about how his health is failing and this, that, and the other thing. Oh, David. That's Bo- not going to fly with. It. Okay, sounds. That's so crazy, David Bobke. Your your comments showed up on my phone, but it didn't show up on the feed on Facebook. What a bunch of crap, I'm telling you. Facebook is giving me the shaft left, right, and center. It's really, um, they should be ashamed of themselves. They're not. They're not ashamed of themselves. But they definitely should be. Yeah, I can't. I can't see. <sighs> Somebody try to comment again and see if I can see it. If Because I can't refresh this page, because then it'll go away. Anyway, that's besides the point. So our case, Kelly is staying in jail until no less than may of 2020 which i'm like if he's not being denied if he's being denied bail i'm sure he's going to get a connect a conviction because his rap sheet is like crazy crazy long if you go back into some of our one of the many past r kelly episodes that we've done um i read his entire list of charges and i think it was like 11 it's like 11 charges and then it went up to 13 or something crazy but it's a lot so Considering he hasn't been he's, he has to stay in jail, he's been denied, he, he can't leave. They won't they won't let him post bail. Um, and he has just the sheer volume of charges from so many people, something is going to stick. So we'll see how ends up he um, how long he ends up in the clink. But I will say though, he'll get time served for this time that he's been in jail. So he's gonna have to get like a few years in prison. But he's looking at some like, you know, decades and decades and decades of jail time. Um, Fun fact, um, all my uncles are locked up, so I know about uh, how jail things work. Um, (laughs) They don't count weekends in your jail time. They just count Monday through Friday. So, like, if you get sentenced to, like, 20 years in prison or whatever, they take off all those Saturdays and Sundays, and then you get knocked down to, like, 17 years or, like, whatever that is. And then, um, if you're like eligible for parole or whatever, you can maybe get out. But if you were wondering how people get, they get sentenced to this amount of time and they end up serving this amount of time and there's like no parole involved, that's why. It's because they don't count weekends. Anyway, we're going to have to talk about James Franco again, unfortunately. Um... I didn't even get, like, one full eye open this morning before people were like, oh, my God, James Franco, James Franco. And I'm like, well, we did talk about this, but I guess we've gotten some more details. Now, I would like to preface this by saying that none of this – I can see more people coming in. Say hello. Drop a comment, (laughs) y'all. I don't think any of this going on – stuff going on with James Franco should ever – um, no, I can't. I'll just maybe I'll just do the delayed one. I can't. Ugh, oh, what a pain. Anyway, um, none of the shipwreck reflect poorly on Dave Franco because although I have not worked with James, I have worked a lot with Dave. I've spent many many months with him, and he is a wonderful, fantastic, wonderful, fantastic man. And I'm sure their mother, Betsy, who I've known for a long time but I haven't seen in many years, is uh, absolutely livid because this is so not her jam. But anyway, so we'll get into this thing. We'll get into this thing with James Franco again. We'll pack this bag again because at the Globes a couple years ago, when all this went pop, 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 you can go way, 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 way back in the No Filter Friday history, because we've talked about this before, um, and we talk about like these girls accusing him of like sexual misconduct, basically. Like nobody's like, "Oh, he raped me," or there's nobody who's like. Although I will say that some of these things that he's been accused of could definitely be um, possibly considered under sexual assault. A lot of it, though. Even though these two girls are suing him civilly, these are labor law violations, Um, and they're union bylaw violations. So, in my opinion, as a union guild person, SAG doesn't really do this, but I feel like they should. Like, other unions, if you are in the Directors Guild, or the Writers Guild or the Cinematographers Guild, if you're ASC, if you're in the Editors Guild, you're ASC. Um, No. Wait a minute. CSA. (laughs) Ah, CSA. No, wait, that's Casting Society of America. Just kidding. ASC. Yes. I I had it right, the first name. ASC. Um, American Society of Cinematographers. Yes. Yes, that one. All of those unions and or gal's and all of its, you know, random, whatever local bloody blah, blah, whatever number you are, if you were to do something in your professional capacity that violated someone else else's union laws or you were, how can I say this? I don't have the specific verbiage for it, but like, it's in like your union membership that you're have to conduct yourself in like a certain way professionally. So if you were to do stuff for the same reason why the producers guild and the directors guild have chosen to kick out Harvey Weinstein um, and if you know, a few other folks, I'm sure Brett Ratner's on the line if he hasn't been kicked out yet. And then, you know, some other people and like, Harvey Weinstein didn't per se, like, violate any producer or director, like, laws against, like, other producers, but because he cannot... They don't need him holding that title. They don't need him holding those initials. PGA, DGA, WGA, ASE, CSA. Like, all these initials that we have. Um, They don't need Harvey Weinstein holding those initials and those professional accreditations and behaving the way that he does. So I kind of think SAG is going to have to go the same way, especially if they're going to run around and be like, oh, well, we're going to have a hotline and we're going to have a legal defense fund and we're going to have this, we're going to have that. Like, okay, well, what about your members that are out here doing things like having an acting school with sex scene masterclasses that cost $750 and people have to what, put themselves on, on on tape for auditions. What kind of foolishness is this? Like, s- stop. And then, okay, so that's the deal. We need to, like, that's the main point of that. But I think the union should step in, in, in this occasion, because he's out here, especially on the deuce, looking at you, HBO, working, as an actor, under a SAG contract, and he's also, I believe he's also a producer on that, so he's working under PGA on that as well. He's double dipping, which is fine. Double dipping's great, but it's not when you can't manage to behave yourself. So let's have a look-see. I wanna get these ladies' names right, even though I might botch the, and me. I may botch the pronunciation, as I tend to do on this show. Um, But anyway, if you just just type in James Franco right now, you're going to get a ton of stuff back. So the New York Times put out this article, um, which is kind of in-depth. Let's try the Slate one that came out 12 hours ago. James Franco sued for fraud, sexual harassment by two students of his shuttered acting school. Lawyers for two women previously enrolled in James Franco's now closed acting school, Studio 4, filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles County Superior Court on Thursday, accusing the film and television star and his partner of creating an environment of harassment and exploited both in and out of class. They're suing for sexual harassment and fraud, among other charges. Oh, he, he can definitely go down for fraud on this. There's no doubt about that, um, which Franco has denied through his lawyer. Okay. So there's two ladies up on this, Sarah Tyler Kaplan, um, who publicly accused Franco of misconduct along with four other women back in January of 2018. We talked about this, we talked about that. Um, And then there's, in the Los Angeles, Times was joined in a suit by another former student Tony Gall. According to the complaint, as plaintiffs experienced and served, Studio 4 served no other legitimate purpose other than to dupe unsuspecting and often very young students out of their money and talent to serve defendants financial and exploitive desires. Now you could say that for basically almost any acting school and I'm going to give you a little tip here. Here's Rachel's hint of the evening for this wretched wretched disgusting seething cesspool of a town and a business. There are only a handful of acting schools that are, like, actually reputable, and there's only really two that are going to make a difference, one of which is Leslie Kahn, and the other one, um, if you want to go down this road and this is your jam, I personally would rather gouge out my own eyes with, um, Rusted Spoons, but you could also go the Ivana Travick route. Um, that's for, like, really heavy drama stuff that I have zero... (sighs) zero intention of doing. Um, Stephen had her for... his acting coach for Shrek on Broadway. And she was always asking him, is the do- who is the donkey to you? Is the donkey your father? And, you know... Jeff Glickman definitely deserves a donkey of the day award. There's no... no there's no doubting that. But, um... <laughs> She's a weird chick, man. She's a weird chick. But honestly, if you want to be like an actual actor, you can ask almost any agent in this town. There's only one oh no, is that my script coming undone? Oh no, it's fine. Um, there's really only one acting teacher in this entire town that will really actually make an ad- a difference for you, like acting or like especially like prepping for auditions wise. And that's all. It's like, Come on. So. If you're not really kicking it with these, like, you know, really reputable um, acting schools or coaches, um, there's no reason for you to go there. Like, there's really, really not. And like, I know that some people like do the whole, like, you know, they get it. A- they get a degree in acting. Don't do that. It's very silly. Yale has a program where they take like 11 students, and you know, you're know you in the Yale acting program, or like Harvard does it too. But you know what? There were extras on Big Time Rush that could not get a job to save their life, despite having an acting degree from Harvard. So don't do it. Do not do that. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help you at all. And it's certainly not going to do anything. And James Franco's little dumb acting school isn't gonna do anything for you either. The big, okay, so they're accusing him of having these like master, sex scene masterclasses, which literally no one needs to take. Filming sex scenes is mostly choreography or what we call blocking um, that you work out with the director and the DP, that's it. Um, As a person who has done many of them with many different actors, Across film, TV, you name it, um, it's just not that difficult. And you certainly do not need a seven hundred fifty. You don't need a masterclass at all, let alone a seven hundred fifty dollar one. And you certainly don't need to be taking any masterclasses um, that require you to audition with nudity on tape. Like this is all red flags. Like he should absolutely be ashamed of himself for the sham that he was that he was doing. Like. I guess people get caught up in celebrity or whatever, like, but the thought of forking over $300 a month in, like, regular acting tuition, which is, like, basically the same as, like, any other monthly class in town. (laughs) James Franco has worked on a lot of films. He has a lot of money. If him and his little buddies have an acting school, they don't need to be doing that their intentions are obviously, clearly nefarious because what does a working actor need to be teaching, to have, like, an actual acting school? Like, it's one thing when you take lessons from somebody, but, like, an actual school with, like, a facility and, like, a party lot? Stop. Stop it. Because you're spending way... You're spending more money on the facility than you were making. Like, you're clearly in this for the wrong reasons. So it's just not a thing. And he's telling these poor people that he's taking all their money from like, oh, well, if you go to this acting school, then you can audition for these nonsensical, apparently, films, that, features that never came to fruition. Surprise, surprise. There are very few actors in this town that actually pull with investors. Very, very, very few. Um, I highly doubt James Franco can open a movie. I highly doubt it. Like on paper, it's an algorithm. I highly doubt it's gonna spill out and spit out any kind of number that'd be worth. You know, James doing—he he probably can't open a movie. If if Harry Potter can't open a movie, I highly doubt James Franco can. So there's like. Financially, it makes zero sense for him to be doing this, first of all. So, according to these two ladies, he was, you know, been like, oh, if you can go to my acting school, then you can audition for these features that I'm producing and I'm making and I'm acting in, and you can blah, blah, blah. And, like, these movies never came to fruition, by the way. Um, But the thing is, is like, he's breaking a ton of union rules because. In, in his little like spiel of like why you should go to Studio Four, um, SAG requires <clears throat> movies or TV shows or whatever it doesn't matter what production you're doing to have auditions. And when you go to that audition for a SAG project, there is a well all auditions have a sign-in sheet, but there's like a SAG sign-in sheet, and you have to um, give your SAG number, um, and they have to keep track of this and you have when as a casting director or as a production you have to then turn that in as part of your um, your signatory paperwork they have to have these auditions which is why sometimes pilot season is so heartbreaking is because they've already got actors out to big they already have offers out, out to big actors for these pilots but they have to audition people anyway and these people work so hard on their auditions just to go in and hear the casting director be like oh God, we have to see this person. Why can't so and so just call us back? We offered him three million dollars, and you're like, "Okay, I'll just, I'll just go kill myself now." <laughs> like it's, it's very, very sad. But again, which is why I think the union should be stepping in for this whole like James Franco situation and beyond, because it's not just him. Like, he's breaking a host of union rules first of all, and he's also breaking labor laws. Like. You cannot do this. And his little, okay, well, you have to be, like, uh, you have to be topless in your audition or there has to be nudity in your audition. Sad rules? You cannot ask for nudity in an audition. People can volunteer for it, and sometimes they get away away with it by that. Um, I went in for a boob doubling job for an actress that you've heard of. In which, in a trilogy that you've definitely heard of, um, and that was part of it. Like, well, we can't legally ask you to be topless, but this is a a boob double audition. Um, and it was a really big director, and I had already been through like the stunt training for it and stuff like that. So like, I volunteered, and that's fine because I don't care. But you should not be doing nudity and I'm also a very experienced double, parts double, very experienced. You should not be breaking said union rules in your auditions, especially if you want to appear like you have a legitimate school that teaches people how to be actors because teaching people to break union, like you yourself breaking union rules and then teaching other people to break union rules seems like you should be expelled or fined by the union. Like there should be some sort of disciplinary action there because I can tell you right now, if somebody else was, you know, flippeting around with union rules on their production, they'd yank their signatory as they should. That's what it's for. And if they can yank somebody's signatory for not having enough chairs on set for not having apples, oranges, and water specifically, surely you can yank somebody's signatory for gross misconduct regarding auditions, audition rules, nudity rules, nudity writers, all that stuff. Surely you should have your signatory yanked, in my opinion. Um... So I guess they're going to go to court on this, or he'll probably settle out of court. Um, I suppose HBO has decided not to not to se- not to send him packing from the from the Deuce, which I'm not surprised on. Um, but another show, another episode of No Filter Friday that we've had uh, also kind of that's also going to be a clash because the Deuce is a very I'm not going to call it sexy because it's grimy, Um, but there's a lot of, like, intimacy scenes, we'll say that nicely, in the news, and HBO was, like, the first network to commit to having an intimacy coordinator on every single set, so he's not going to be able to be doing some of the things that he was doing, (laughs) which is the story that we're going to get to now. Another one of these things that these girls are uh, accusing him of is apparently they're doing some sort of orgy scene for some movie that James was directing and in, I guess. I don't know, some non-union piece of garbage. Um, And for nudity and simulated sex and or sex um, on film... You have to abide by certain laws, primarily 2257 laws, which are record keeping laws. You have to have like this person's like ID next to their face, and everybody has to make sure that they're 18, and there has to be proof that they are willing participants, and like all that stuff. Um, so I can tell you firsthand that they didn't abide by the 2257 laws, and also part of those like sexual contact on screen laws is that people have to be. Uh, what they call aim tested every 30 days like they have to have an uh an aim test that's within the past 30 days you know proving that they do not they have not tested positive for any stds in the past um 30 days for skin to skin contact um and if he's so to get around that because in a real movie not in porn you're not actually bumping uglies um We have certain coverings for that, so sometimes they'll use, like, pasties for nipples or, like, the big band-aids, or um, on guys, they use, like, a dress sock and some tape, or if you go back to my birthday episode from last year, (laughs) talked in depth about what rock socks are, Um, there's, like, all these different things that you, like, cover that up with, um, because it's professional and also for legal reasons. I don't know, STDs, herpes, not super fun, right? Um, So I guess during this, you know, wild orgy scene that he was uh, directing and acting in, he was running around, like, peeling or ripping the band-aids or pasties or whatever off of people's bits, which is so illegal, I can't even explain it in words, which is... Probably his closest thing he has to sexual assaults in these accusations, but again, that's so illegal, I can't even begin to describe it, but it's just, it is reprehensible that somebody who is a professional, quote unquote, would even participate in this kind of behavior. James is not a bad-looking dude. He shouldn't have to go to these measures to sling around which what, what is obviously some trash dick if nobody wants it. Like, this should not be a thing. And the piece to resistance here is like, OK, well, everybody in the active school had to be over 18, and this was everybody's choices, and blah, 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 blah. Which, however thinly veiled, is an argument. Um. There are receipts, there are receipts, like real receipts of um, a text exchange between him and a 17 year old where he tries to get her to go to a hotel and she's like, "Um, you know I'm 17, right? And he's like, "Ha! Ah, I don't care, I tell anybody. don't tell anybody, come through. Um, which basically tells you everything you need to know, essentially. Um, she didn't, so she kept herself out of that situation, but it happened, it happened, it happened, it happened. Um, let me check on my phone and see if we have any comments. I don't think we do, but just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Have any... There um, are receipts. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, no more comments. Great. So, I don't need to address those. So, yeah. We'll see how this shakes out with James Franco, but it's not... The bottom line is, is that under zero circumstances should he be behaving like this? This is absolute lunacy. Because of that, SAG, AFTRA, should be stepping in and either yanking his signatories, fining him. Um, his membership needs to be called into question for sure, 100%. 100%, 100 100%, 100, 100, 100, 100 100%. Because if DGA can do it, if PGA can do it, if the other unions can be like, yeah, you cannot be out here running around with this kind of conduct breaking our, our, our rules, like, don't be doing that. Um, then Stag-, STAG needs to step up. I don't want to hear about a hotline and a legal defense fund if they're not actually willing to like physically put themselves between le predator and le prey. Like, there's no—that's what a union. That's what the guilds are for. None of us, myself included, pay all this money. For them to sit around and be like, oh, yeah, they have to have, like, a three-course hot meal every six hours. Like, yeah, that's all well and good, but I need you to do some, like, I need, when when it gets real, I also need SAG to get real. That's just, that's what I require. Anyway, um, so that's what's, R. Kelly's staying in jail. Laura knows what's going to happen to, uh, James Franco, but, again, Dave is wonderful. This should not reflect poorly on him. (sighs) I'm sure their mom, Betsy, is having an absolute conniption. Anyway, that is this week's No Filter Friday. Thanks for coming by. God only knows what's going to happen next week. We will see. And it's about to be LA Comic Con next week. So that might be like another Comic con episode. I don't know. We shall see. Thank you all for sliding in my DMs and sending me stories and sending me tidbits. It's like the most fun thing about doing this. And I will see you all next week. Go check out some other shows on Public House Media. Uh, like the cheap seats or choose to rise or how to write good or like any of those shows that are like actually fun and have uplifting material because this show doesn't, this show definitely does not. So I will see you all next week. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye.